Hello and welcome to the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, officially known as your mayor of 2022. And of course, I'm joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, the Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. We have baseball news today, Derek. Baseball uh, news. Sort of. Baseball stuff. Uh, well, yeah, kind yeah. of. Not yeah, really. <laughs> what, we, what we know is that there are still no talks happening, and we'll get to that shortly. But, of course, uh, we are brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Uh, use our code of PHNX, and new customers can bet just $5 on any football team to win their game. And if they do, you will win $200 in additional free bets on top of whatever your payout is from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, we are in the final week of the pro football season, so let's go get that money. Jesse, yes, we have some news to talk about. The first news is not much news on the lockout front. Uh, reports are that the two sides will not meet this week, Jesse. Uh, they decided that, you know, they're a bit hungover from January 1st and all the partying they did on New Year's Eve. Uh, <laughs> so they decided that they wanted to take the extra week off. I am starting to believe that your January 28th date may be in jeopardy, my friend. Oh, I am as confident as ever, Derek. Don't yeah. you don't you dare yeah. put it down like that. You were like, I knew this was going to happen, and oh, it yeah. was all part of the plan. It's if they would have met this plan. week, I would have said January 21st, but they didn't meet this week, so I knew it was going to be January 28th. I mean, you know that they're just kind of dilly-dallying around because they know that they don't they know that they don't like have to make any kind of real progress this early in the month of January. So, you know, they're, they're just, they're just waiting around and just kind of kicking it enjoying their, their first week of 2022. And, uh, you know, things will get figured out in plenty of time, Derek. I have no concern. I, I will tell you this with all certainty, and I've never meant anything more in my entire life. I am terrified of <laughs> what it's going to be like to live with you. Should they get this deal done on January 28th? <laughs> you, better, happens, you better be ready, Derek. I'm, if this happens, I'm ne- we're never, never going to hear the end of it. We're, I'm no, never going to no. hear the end of this. This is We'll never... probably never talk about anything oh. else on the show for at least a week. But, I mean, don't be People surprised, Derek. Don't be surprised all, if it happens. All of our Mailbag Monday episodes are just going to be people writing us, asking for your advice or what's going to happen to them in the future. Jesse, <laughs> how do I die? Tell, tell me how I die, Jesse. Um, but, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm going to tell you how, but I'll just be able to tell you when. I'll just be able to well, give you the exact date. So, you know, I people would, want I, that. I'm here to serve the people. I would very much like to know potentially when I'm going to get fired from this network. Uh, I talking to Saul the other day and he was asking me for recommendations on people. Uh, and I said, for what? And he said, as a new D backs host. And I said, uh, for what? And he's like to replace the current one we have. And I was like, yeah, I knew this call was coming, <laughs> but uh, today you would have been able to tell Ken Rosenthal that his uh, ties with the MLB network were going to be over with your ability to tell the future because that is what happened over Rosenthal's criticisms of Rob Manfred. Um, mm. Jesse, do, do you want to, do you want to criticize Rob Manfred for a second or what, what do you, how do you want to start doing this? I just think it's disappointing that MLB network, I mean, obviously MLB network is a production of major league baseball Correct. and, and they don't want, uh, you know, they don't want their, their main spokespeople criticizing 
you know, the person running their entire operation. I, I see where they're coming from. It, it can be kind of a PR nightmare for them. The problem for me and the, and the problem that a lot of people have voiced when the news came down is that Ken Rosenthal is not a gotcha type of journalist, right? I mean, he is he is at the pinnacle of journalistic integrity across all of sports. And so when, when it's a guy like that, it's a little bit hard to take it seriously because we all know that Ken Rosenthal isn't trying to report anything that isn't true. And, and what he is reporting, he's probably doing it very accurately and very professionally. And the fact that Major League Baseball doesn't want that is is disappointing. And, and it's telling that Rob Manfred is uh, sort of this untouchable uh, god of sorts in Major League Baseball's eyes. And they're, uh, they're just very protective of him and his, uh, his reputation. And anyone who gets in the way of that um, is probably going to experience what Ken Rosenthal is experiencing right now. Well, without putting myself in too much danger here, I would like to say that you just can't do that. That can't be the way that you operate. When you are the head of an organization like this, especially during a situation where we have a work stoppage, uh, the first one in a number of years, and, and to be honest, the, the, the second one, in a couple in in two years, right? Because because you have to still consider their entire negotiation process to get the the season started during the pandemic, kind of a work stoppage. So you know that 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 looked bad enough at the time, but this is going to look really bad if it delays the season. I feel like I am openly uh, accepting of criticism that I'm going to experience for this show, for things I say on Twitter, for everything, right? And to be honest, it's something that I have no, I personally, I have control over what I say, right? But I have no control sometimes over uh, if I criticize or badmouth someone who I don't feel like is doing their job properly, if that is going to come back to haunt me in some sort of way. I feel like I've been open and honest with my feelings. I feel like you have too, you know, but at the same time, you know, uh, you are much more respectful about it than I am. At times, I tend to call people <laughs> fucking clowns, uh, and I don't think those words would ever come out of your mouth. However, Rosenthal wrote stuff like this about Manfred, which is part of the criticism. Uh, this is one of the things that got his role diminished over at the L MLB Network originally. He wrote, as if the perception that Manfred is beholden to owners and out of touch with players was not bad enough, he was trending on Twitter on Monday after performing a massive flip-flop. That, that is what got him, Yeah, you know, uh, some sort of trouble originally, right? Uh, these are not, these are not criticisms other, they, they, they are pointing out what's happening, you know? And if you don't like what's happening, then unfortunately, you know, I don't really think that Rosenthal is embellishing here. I think he's just reporting, you know, on the truth and he is, he's, reporting it from his perspective and his perspective is this that manfred is beholden to owners and out of touch with players right and that's yeah uh, that's been he's definitely not the first person to say that right um you know and honestly the the entire idea that a commissioner of an organization can't be criticized or else people are going to suffer the consequences of being you know fired is is ridiculous 
right? Mm. Um, fire, fire the security guards that harassed me and my friend at the Fiesta Bowl. Oh my uh, gosh! Because <laughs> because they didn't know where the sections were, and they thought we had fake tickets for a section that didn't exist, right? Uh, security guards who were prepared uh, to throw us out of the building, despite the fact that our tickets that we got at will call standing in line for 45 minutes, by the way, which was another whole other debacle at state farm stadium. Uh, when we walked in, our, our tickets went beep boop and turned the light green and we came in and, you know, we had the audacity to ask a security guard where our section was because it was a certain sports lounge, uh, general admission area. And, uh, it's brand new. And these guys had no idea. And they accused us of trying to come in, with fake tickets that were for an event that were before the game and all this other stuff eventually it got figured out. And despite yeah. the fact that there was a giant uh, sign right next to us pointing to the sport lounge being in this direction, uh, which if I had seen, I would have never talked to the security guard in the first place, but fire people that make uh, someone's experience coming into a stadium like that miserable. Those are the type of people that deserve <laughs> to be fired. Not that I'm trying to play any kind of personal feelings into this, but Man, what a terrible experience. Uh, I didn't even care to go to the Fiesta Bowl. It was New Year's Day. I was hungover. I had no business going with, uh, you know, this this troublemaker friend of mine, Mega Ran, to, uh, to, to go see a Fiesta you were, Bowl You game. were asking for it. You really were. I was. <laughs> I really was. How dare I try to <laughs> go as a guest of the Fiesta Bowl committee uh, with tickets they provided us um, to the game. What, what, you know, crazy, but anyway, uh, but you can't fire someone for, uh, criticizing you. That's just a part of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, honestly, it's something I, <laughs> I was guilty of on social media, that good old block button when I didn't like what someone said, you know, towards me. And, uh, with a little time, I realized how ridiculous I was being and, um, you know, how, there, there's there's definitely a fine line and yeah a lot of people cross it on twitter but um there's people that are just truly hateful and disrespectful and those people deserve to be blocked but the people that merely say uh something that you said was dumb on a show or whatever you know they, they don't deserve to be blocked even even though sometimes i like to do that uh but anyway <laughs> Uh, shout out to MLB network though, by the way, I love MLB network. I'm a big fan. And if they're looking for, you know, some sort of new person <laughs> to wear flashy, uh, attire and come be on their network. Um, I can't promise I won't criticize Rob Manfred, but I, I promise if I do, it'll be way less eloquent than Rosenthal was. I, I promise if I, uh, criticize Rob Manfred, uh, I'm sure. Uh, that other thing I said about effing clowns would probably come out of my mouth, but uh, that's only if you delay the season and you miss Jesse's twenty uh, January twenty eighth date. Uh, right, right. Actually, I- I'll probably be more angry if they hit the January twenty eighth date. <laughs> to be honest, I'll-, I'll probably be madder at Rob Manfred if if they come out January twenty eighth date and said we did it, we did it, it's over, we solved uh, the labor crisis. But uh, anyway, Jesse, you. We're here. Uh, you did not get a chance to go on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Earlier today, I was on the PHNX Bet Show, and I shared a bit of information that I was taking uh, Deontay Johnson from the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first touchdown of the game at plus 1,000. 
And okay. guess who scored the first touchdown of tonight's game, Jesse? Wow. This is just me. This is just me doing a little victory lap. But uh, you guys can get that solid type of information over at the DraftKings, or not DraftKings, at the PHNX Bet Show. That's where you get the good information. Then you go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you use that knowledge uh, and bet on the final week of the pro football regular season. And also, we have the college football heading into the national championship. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football fanatic calendar. New customers can bet $5 on any football team to win their game using our code of PHNX. And if they do, you will win $200 in free bets instantly. So let's wind down the season with a big win. Get yourself a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets from a same game or for multiple games for a bigger payout. More legs you add, the more money you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Uh, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and, again, use our code of PHNX to get uh, and bet just $5 on any football team to win. And that's college or pro, by the way, uh, and you'll win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. Uh, that's PHNX. Arizona only, 21 and over only. Gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, and Jesse, you... <laughs> You went far. By the way, uh, sometimes we we have to rein Jesse in because uh, if not, he will use all the data. He'll use all the bandwidth on the website, uh, whatever it takes, <laughs> uh, by sucking it all up for his mega, ultra huge articles. Uh, but they deserve. They don't deserve to be on a website. They don't deserve to be on a website. They deserve to be in a book on your shelf. Uh, there it is, in a hard hardbound book, uh, beautiful leather. Uh, book that you keep and read to your grandchildren uh, because he has some solid information and he went over in great detail uh, Mike Hazen's most significant trades in Arizona Diamondbacks history right or all of the, his all of the trades that he's made yeah okay all the trades he's made uh, and man it's a it's a beast and you can get it over at gophnx.com obviously you can become a member use the annual Get an annual membership for just $59.99, and you will get a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. You can also become uh, a month-to-month -month member if you don't want to do the annual membership, and you'll get your first month for just $0.50. Cents. Try it out, confirm how much you love it, and then go get that annual membership. Uh, but Jesse uh, wrote this piece, and I was curious because I uh, saw a lot of transactions. You said you had to actually cut it down from what it was originally going to be because you were going to write a, you know, 50,000. I was going to write about every novel. trade he's ever made, including, you know, the less significant, you know, rental deals here and there. And, and yeah, it was, it was excessively long. Nobody wants to read that many words. So yeah, so that's how we landed with uh, just the most significant trades, which there's still about 10 of them uh, in the article. So um, I still, you know, Eduardo Escobar, the, the rental deal is still in there. There's, uh, there's some deals that were maybe shorter term that I still felt belonged in that category. So, uh, there's, there's a lot there, Derek, the, the final product is still, uh, still a bit of a beast, as you said. So anything stands out to you that anything was surprising, uh, maybe something you forgot or some deal that now looks much differently in retrospect. Yeah. So Something that I honestly hadn't really caught up on on this 
Uh, so this was a surprise to me too. But I was looking back at actually the deal I just mentioned when the Diamondbacks acquired Eduardo Escobar uh, from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, this was back in uh, 2018. Jake Lamb uh, was struggling slash hurt at the time. The Diamondbacks needed a third baseman. Uh, they spent a lot of the 2018 season in first place in the division. Uh, so it was a big time for them. And uh, and so they went out and they got Eduardo Escobar um, from the Twins. It was a half-year rental. Uh, Escobar was only under team control through the uh, through the remainder of the season. Um, so they're, they're, they were only getting uh, you know a few months of, of Eduardo Escobar. Um, what I hadn't realized is that uh, one of the prospects in the deal is actually pretty highly touted for the Twins right now. Uh, the Diamondbacks traded three players. It was right-handed pitcher Joan Duran, outfielder Ernie De La Trinidad, uh, which I might be butchering that name, um, but it wouldn't wouldn't be the first time we've nah, you got name it. here on good. the podcast. I, I, th- I feel pretty confident. Um, and then outfielder uh, Gabriel Maciel. Uh, who was actually at the time, Maciel was actually seen as the headliner name of the trade. I think he was about 18 years old. Uh, he'd already uh, showed out very nicely uh, in the early uh, the early stages of the Diamondbacks minor league system. Uh, so he was sort of viewed as, as the headliner in the deal. But today, Joan Duran is the Twins' fifth best prospect, according to uh, MLB Pipeline. Uh, he's still only 23 years old, and a lot of scouts really like his chances of being a starter um, in the majors. Uh, he's a guy who's not really viewed as, as having much of a risk of becoming a reliever. Uh, he has a good, solid three-pitch mix that a lot of people think will play in the majors. Um, and like I mentioned, he's only 23 years old. Uh, and so, I mean, if if he is able to come up to the big leagues and be a fixture in the Twins' rotation for you know, six years, that's a pretty big get for the twins in exchange for, you know, what was really just a half a season of Eduardo Escobar uh, originally. So that was something that, that really stuck out to me, Derek. One other note on this trade that I'll give uh, real quick is that Maciel was actually just claimed by the Oakland A's in the minor league rule five draft. Uh, we talked about that recently with the diamondbacks losing uh, Andrew young, uh, but Maciel is actually no longer uh, with the Twins. He's now moved to the A's organization because of hmm. that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, well, what is uh, what, what's what's the best trade he's made? Oh man, uh, that's that's a really tough question to answer. Um, in the article, I I briefly um, I briefly mention what I think the best trade might be. I don't really make a a solid case for it. I guess I'll try to now. Um, It's hard to argue as crazy as this sounds in a a sense, it's hard to argue with the JD Martinez trade because even though he was only around for a few months, I mean, the guy hit 29 home runs in 62 games. That is a pace Derek of 76 home runs over the course of a full season. That's the rate that JD Martinez was hitting home runs at. There's a reason they called the man just dingers uh, when uh. the when the deal went down. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the deal, the Diamondbacks gave up three prospects. Uh, frankly, um, there hasn't really been much there for the Tigers so far. Uh, Dowell Lugo was kind of the headliner and infielder. Um, he did make the majors for Detroit at the age of 23, uh, but he was not particularly good uh, and has not not played in the majors the last couple of years. So. 
the Diamondbacks basically got JD Martinez that year for for next to nothing. Um, and I think for for everyone, we talked about it the other day. You know, maybe the Diamondbacks should have paid JD Martinez rather than Goldie if they were if they were willing to pay one of them. Maybe that's the route that they should have gone. Um, and he he was a fan favorite here for you know for those few months that he was around and. <sighs> I don't, I mean, that's just a clear win. Like that is a trade Mike Hazen made where it is just abundantly clear that he absolutely fleeced the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know quite a few Tigers fans that were uh, quite upset, but that yes. was, that was also <laughs> a time when the Tigers were fire sailing, selling off their whole team. Right. So yeah, every, everybody was kind of available on clearance at that point. It seemed like. I don't know why the Tigers um, traded him for for so little. Frankly, um, it's I mean the the return at the time was probably viewed better than it is now because these these prospects haven't really panned out. But um, but yeah, I mean it, it was not much for a guy of J D Martinez's caliber, even even given that obviously it was only for a few months. It was just a rental deal. But uh, the Diamondbacks would would surely make that move again given the option. It was probably most likely that they made made them the offer right because this was a you know this was a situation where a lot of teams knew what was going on with the with the tigers and what they were doing and you know martinez's contract was up at the end of the season i get a lot of teams not wanting to get into that situation especially so it's like it's like what i said about goldschmidt when goldschmidt hired scott boris i was like all right i'm out like that you don't hire Scott Boris unless the idea is for you to get paid the absolute most money that you can, right? And JD Martinez was that guy that everybody kind of knew was going to get one of those type deals at the end of the season. So I don't think anyone was really interested in just renting him, you know, or maybe giving up giving up much just for that rental. But man, what a what a short love affair we had with that man, mm. Just Dingers. Shout yep. out JD. Shout out I still JD. Miss you. <laughs> You've really never let go from what I, I think, think about him every out. single day of my life. There's not a single day <laughs> of my life that I don't I ru- I run in his shirt almost every day just because I miss him. The the uh the four dingers shirt from the D-backs. That was one of their best giveaways ever despite the fact that it happened after he left the team. Uh it showed <laughs> where all four home runs landed. It was great. Mm. That was a memorable day of the last wow. decade of Diamondbacks baseball. That is that is up there for sure. What a day. What a day. Uh, all right. Well, anything else? Anything else st- stood out to you? I don't want to give away your whole article. You guys got to go to gophnx.com and sign <laughs> up for it. But uh, what do you got? Anything else that's, that was a surprising trade? Yeah, I think I think another I mean we've we've talked about a lot of these trades at at length. I mean the the Goldschmidt trade I I wrote about um I wrote a separate article about that one, but I kind of gave the cliff notes version in this one. Uh the Granky trade, I, I break that down in here as well. Um but one trade that I feel like a lot of us have totally forgotten about and and for good reason in in a lot of ways is the deal that brought Steven Souza uh to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh Steven Sousa, his his Diamondbacks career did not exactly go uh, as as oh. many people hoped. It was uh, it was not Start, what you not what you want. <laughs> started out bad from the beginning in spring training. It did, it did, and I mean he only played seventy two games, 
for the Diamondbacks. That was all in the in the first year of the deal in 2018. And then 2019, uh, this is something that's happened a couple of times. I think it happened to AJ Pollock at one point too. Those those dang exhibition games at Chase Field right before the season starts. The Diamondbacks have had a few players suffer major injuries in those games. And that happened in 2019 for Steven Ugh. Souza when he tore both his ACL and his LCL. Uh, it was uh, sliding into home plate. And then the Diamondbacks non-tendered him after that season ended. He didn't play another game with the team. So, um, yeah. And, and the other names in this deal, it just feels like nothing good has come out of this for anyone. The Diamondbacks uh, traded away Anthony Banda in this deal, who was uh, maybe the team's top pitching prospect at the time. Uh, Banda has uh, he needed Tommy John surgery shortly after the trade. Um, he is back in the majors now, uh, but he's really just been a middle reliever uh, last year with the Pirates and the Mets. Uh, Banda had a 4.28 ERA and a 155 WHIP, um, so not exactly not exactly star level stuff, especially coming out of the bullpen. Uh, and the other name in this deal is Brandon Drury, uh, who at one point was seen as being a big part of the Diamondbacks' young core. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, we talked about him when we brought up that list from uh, ten years ago about he was wasn't he one of the uh, names on their top prospects list back then? I believe. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Drury at one point was a pretty pretty well thought of. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I got to say, Derek, this is a major counterpoint for, you know, the storyline that we've talked about where, you know, players leave the Diamondbacks and suddenly they become stars. The opposite was true in the case of Brandon Drury. Immediately after the trade, uh, he's you he kind of became a disaster at, at the plate. He is slashed 205 with a 254 on base percentage and a 346 slugging percentage. Um, Yikes. between 20, 2018 and 2020 with the Yankees and the Blue Jays, he was just, just a mess. And I mean, maybe part of that was going to New York and all of the pressure of being a member of the Yankees. Sure. Um, that's, that's, I don't know. That, I can, I can only imagine that like playing for some of those teams, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Yankees. Right. But, uh, it's especially like the volatile fan bases too, right? Like, the Yankees fan base really won't give you a lot of leeway. I don't feel like no, I might, I might no. be villainizing them un, unjustly, but no, I don't, feel I don't like think the Yankees, so. like they'll give you like three games max for you to do something good, good before they start booing you even at home, you know, like Giancarlo Stanton hit like 35 home runs and, and still gets booed. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. they, they're, they are a, they are a ruthless fan base, but yeah, yeah Brandon jury was just not, not the player he was in Arizona the, the moment after the deal. Last year, he was better. Uh, he hit 274 um, in a bench role for the Mets. I think it was about 70 plate appearances, so not not really a big sample size. Um, but, yeah, the Taylor Widener came over in this trade. The Diamondbacks got Widener. Um, at this point, I kind of seems like he kind of is what he is, uh, you know, a decent right-handed reliever. Um, not a guy you probably want in your starting rotation, uh, super long term, at least right now. But as we talked about, we'll see, we'll see what happens when, uh, Brent Strom gets his hands on him and maybe, maybe he turns things around the Brent Strom effect. There no, you go. It, it works. It works better with the Joe Mather effect, but yeah, regardless, Brent Strom, <laughs> Brent Strom pitch pitcher whisperer. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to see that still. And uh, I don't know. I mean. The one thing I will say about uh, 
uh, Mike Hazen's tenure and his trades is at least you, you really can't say any of them have been an embarrassment. Uh, there hasn't been any like, uh, you know, any, any kind of significant losses where they made huge mistakes. Uh, they kind of gave you know, the, the Starling Marte situation, I think, is the one thing where you could make that case. I mean, they the trading. They, they kind of they kind of bought yeah. high and sold low somehow, yeah. which is yeah. not not what you want to do, especially when you trade him, you know, within eight months of when you originally acquired him. Um, and he was good. He played well for the Diamondbacks. There's really no reason for them to have sold pennies on the dollar. And he, and he got better too, right? Like he yeah. he only got better after he left uh, the team. The team. So, <sighs> well, yeah, but it's still not the uh, Dave Stewart uh, era. No, no. There's uh, no there's no Shelby Miller level of egregious on this list. So. We could we could do five we could do an entire week of, of Dave Stewart era uh transactions. We probably yeah. We do we prob- want we, to is the No is the God no, Does anyone want to listen no. to that is the question. <laughs> but yeah, I think it I think it's telling. Uh just going through every single major trade that Hazen has made, you're right. There's really not it's really not like Mike Hazen has done a horrible job uh managing this baseball team. And I know you know, they won 52 games last year and there are going to be people on Twitter clamoring about how this franchise is horrible and Ken Kendrick needs to sell the team and Mike Hazen needs to be fired and just uh, all of these all of these outrageous claims. But in reality, looking at every free agent move that, that Mike Hazen has done, which I wrote a separate piece about that, and every big trade that Mike Hazen has made, it's not excellent, but it's far from embarrassing. He really has done a pretty decent job in terms of the value that he's brought in for the value um, that he's uh, that he's given away, whether it be uh, with money or with or with players and trades. Um, it just hasn't worked out for the Diamondbacks uh, these these last couple years, and I I think that recency bias is kind of makes people feel a certain way about Mike Hazen that this is his doing and that you know he's done a horrible job. I don't know if that's really accurate. If anything, I would accuse him of actually playing it too safe. The Madison Bumgarner deal obviously didn't work out or hasn't worked out and honestly didn't really look great from the beginning other than, you know, the way they structured it. I remember for some reason just being really excited about the fact that they got it done considering that they were still carrying Tomas's contract at the time and it didn't seem like they were going to be able to sign someone of that dollar amount on this team. Uh, It hasn't exactly worked out, but... Uh, if anything, I'll say that uh, that Hazen hasn't tried or hasn't pulled off enough of those moves. Um, he's been a bit conservative, and he has. That, yeah, that might not be his own doing. It's kind of like when Tori Lavello kind of shrugs at times in the post game press conference about the personnel that he's being given, and those decisions aren't being made by him. All he can do is do his best with the guys that he's given, but he. Uh, didn't sound like he had even much of a say at times in who they were deciding to uh, trade for, call up, you know, uh, DFA, all of those kind of decisions, you know. Right. So uh, he he could definitely be that same case with Mike Kazin, where his hands are a bit tied on the acquisitions he can make, and you know he's he's done the best with what he can do. I still think the Mark Melanson deal, despite the fact that we haven't seen the man pitch in a D-backs uniform yet. Yeah. It's still uh, a really 
interesting deal for me that I that I'm honestly surprised they got done. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, say what you will about the closer and closing opportunities, and get your jokes in now. I mean, I can wait. <laughs> I'll give you a moment. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, more. Oh, yeah, hilarious. Okay, but uh, <laughs> yes, they will uh, have a big need for someone like Melanson. And honestly, again, it was kind of like my fantasy of yesterday of getting Nick Castellanos on this team, right? Really (laughs) what there is, is that, you know, like I said, it's the spreading of the Joe Mather effect and the philosophy uh, because, you know, how can you not look at someone like that? Who's uh, one of the best hitters right now in baseball and say, that, you know, when he's telling you, listen to everything this guy's saying because he, you know, he made me so much better than I already was, that, you know, that could be a big buy-in for a lot of guys, you know. Mm. I, I don't I don't really think they're going to have that problem anyway. I don't think they're going to have a problem buying in, but, again, sometimes you never know. You know, you never know about philosophies and the way people, uh, especially when you've had multiple coaches They've had multiple hitting coaches, multiple pitching coaches. You know, uh, you you might after a while just kind of get tired of of hearing you know someone new come in with something and and just want to do what you want to do. But anyway, no no new lockout news, Jesse. And again, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I think that date is in jeopardy. We'll see what happens. Uh, if Ken Rosenthal needs a job, tell him to contact Saul Bookman over at PHNX. I'm sure he'd be happy. <laughs> to replace one of the two hosts on this show with Ken Rosenthal. And for the record, I, I think Ken Rosenthal already has two jobs because he, he still, does. He's still with the athletic. He's still, with Fox I, I'm Sports, just so floating exactly it out there. Yeah, we can, we can bring Ken in. We could make room for Ken. Yeah. I mean, he could pop on this spot anytime. Ken, anytime you want to come on, you're invited, but uh, again, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, please leave us a five star review and subscribe to us on your favorite audio podcasting app. Jump over to YouTube, subscribe to us there, and make sure to sign up for notifications and that's at phnx sports on youtube uh don't miss any of the content being put out by this network we uh it's a non-stop uh sports generating content generating machine and i uh am having a hard time keeping up with the rest of like my shows and stuff in life jesse because i'm always watching like not only does this network make me watch this network by being a part of it um but Mm. i'm also a fan and now I'm watching sports I wouldn't normally yeah. watch just to oh kind of my keep gosh. up I can, with the other I shows. Can so I can so relate to that. When I was when I was in Arizona and I had time off from uh, from my day job, I was just like I was like, how do people get anything done? Like I feel like I'm just gonna sit around and watch the Suns show, and then the Cardinals show is on, and then it's yeah. like. And then it's watching like the, the game, best... and then post game, and then yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know what to tell I you. To, I'm I sorry. I can't miss pregame or post game. I can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're giving you guys too much content, but we hope you're enjoying that content. Don't miss any of it. Pick and choose. I mean, come on. You use 
use PHNX responsibly is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. Uh, but that is something I needed to hear about a week ago. Don't, don't let was... it interfere with your family time, but uh, right. we appreciate you guys definitely checking us out. Of course uh, we thank you so much on behalf of Jesse and myself, uh, please subscribe to us over uh i mean at gophnx.com and don't miss any of this content become a member of our family get in on this members only discord most importantly i need to tell you to go over the phnxlocker.com uh, because it's a new year i know you're looking for a new you so get your shirt jesse has our beautiful uh i know you can't see it because this is an audio podcast i'm reminding myself right now but that is a beautiful phnx d-back shirts behind him uh get your favorite shirt Start off the new year looking smooth and supporting us. We appreciate it. You can get that over at phnxlocker.com. And again, if you become a member, not only will you get yourself a free t-shirt with the annual membership, but you also get members-only deals as well as well as our members-only Discord. So please join us over here at PHNX. Become a member. Uh, again, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we thank you so much for checking out the show. If you already are a member, thanks for being a member and being a member of this family. Uh, Looking forward to growing this thing more in 2022. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you don't say bad things about Rob Manfred. <laughs>